Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I am your host, Palm. Follow me on Twitter at dpalm66. Follow the show on Twitter at udpod. Follow the entire MTR network at, you guessed it, the MTR network. You found us. Don't you dare lose us. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe everywhere. You get your podcasts for absolutely free. Two weeks in a row. That makes it a streak. I'll call it a win. Today, we've got our editor-in-chief of here at MTR Network. Chris, what's going on, man? So, um, because nobody can prove it wrong, I'm just going to say that the episode we lost last week is the greatest UD pod that we ever had. And, um, yeah, I'm going to claim that. So, um, I can't prove it's not. I can't yeah. prove it's not. Right. Nobody can Nobody can prove me otherwise. So, uh, I'm just going to say you guys missed. I mean, sure, the episode you did with, 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 with Justin, you know, second, you know, you know, almost there. But I'm just saying you guys, you guys missed it. I'm here. Uh, this week to try to duplicate that, but I'm just gonna tell you guys it's. So I'm, I'm gonna do the best I can, but like, ah, man, you missed some mwah, A plus stuff in there, a bottle. So. You can't recapture it. I'll yeah, tell you this: us recording then, they hadn't named the Heisman finalists yet, so we were making a lot of jokes. Mm, so by the time I talked to Justin, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, because you literally, the... you literally texted me was like, look at the look at the title of the the UD Pod episode that we I did with Justin, because we had made the jokes about. Stetson Bennett being even considered for the Heisman, and he was listed as one of the four finalists. And I'm just sitting there going, like, God damn it! How the fuck might win? It's too close. It's too we close. will talk about this on the podcast, I promise. But like, I want y'all to know, it went from a very cocky, like he won't even get invited to a this can't happen, <laughs> this cannot be allowed to occur. It's, you know Someone what it was. You know what it was? It was it, it it it's the same thing that happened last Sunday when I turned off the Saints Bucks game and I I was like it's three minutes left. I know they just scored. There's no way. To, there's there. I mean, I think it, it could happen. No, it's not. The Saints have got to got this. They're fine. They've been the Bucks have been playing trash. The Saints got. And then we get the next morning and see that the the Saints lost by one point. Going like the Saints showed you. God damn it. The Why their the fans wore paper bags for years. Yes. Yes. They they proved out to be the Saints. And I'm just like, yeah. So so again, so that right there, that game right there also then put the 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 fear of God in me about the Heisman Trophy winners. Cause I was like, God damn it, anything's possible. Shit. And I, I promise we will talk more about uh college football in general and the Heisman Trophy as a whole. But first I want to talk about the biggest sports story of the week, not even a sports story, human rights story. Brittany Griner came home. And if you'd have told me a week ago that they were going to get her home before Christmas, I would have called you crazy. But, Chris, this is why, and I can't trust this enough, and this is why it doesn't belong on this podcast. Listening to sports people talk about international relations is one of the more god-awful things I've had happen to me, besides them all chiming in during the George Ford summer, which I know you all forgot about, but it happened. Chris. Did you think, like, you, you and I are fairly intelligent human beings. 294 days shipping to the worst penal camp in Russia. Did you think we were getting her home before Christmas? Um, Before Christmas, no. But I did think that they were. I didn't think she was going to be there long. And again, no, I thought, I mean, I thought the silence was telling you right. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, let me, and let me just say this right now. Like, her being there at all is a travesty. Shouldn't have spent a day in the penal colony shouldn't have spent a day longer in Russia after the, the, the arrest, all of it was bullshit. Just, and, and I, and 
it pisses me off that I gotta come out and say that yes. because apparently that's not universal. But like, I did think that you know, um, and again, like you said, it doesn't belong on this podcast, and maybe at some point I gotta do it and attain, gotta bring an attorney check back. But um, yo, know, Joe Biden's, you know. <laughs> That must be the that's the most impressive white man I've seen in a long time. Like this, we got we got to talk about. Hey, listen, a, shout out to all the the activists and her her uh, her wife and everybody who pushed this. But like, it, like that old white man did it, yo. That old white man said he was gonna do it, and um, like I, we've seen no white yeah. man before. I'm sorry, I like the bar's low. I'm just saying it is. But like, it's a it's a big gap in old white men right now. <laughs> And I want to I want to cut off some of the other old white men who have been saying things like you traded a basketball player for the merchant of death, motherfucker. He's never been defensive player of the year. She's done it twice. Right. And, or gold. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, and when, and everyone who everyone who is excited about this, I'll tell you one thing you can do going forward. It doesn't affect you directly. Go buy some WNBA tickets. When the season, uh, I think the season sticks off in May. If you wind down NBA season, you mean the playoffs, there are a lot of fun. You sit on the floor for like 35 bucks. It's increase their market share so that they don't have to go play in fucking Russia. So that we don't have to even have this story looming over the next time these women need to make some money to feed their families and decide I got to go play in overseas. They're they're still playing overseas, y'all. Like this Brittany Griner being arrested did not stop these women from getting their paper. What I'm telling you is her arrest from the jump was political horseshit. They arrested a black queer woman on purpose because yeah. they knew that even in the returning of her, it would divide us further. They knew that because they're smarter than the people running our shit. Like we're very predictable Americans and this shit's not hard to see coming. It, not only are you predictable, uh, predictably Americans, but I will say there is one thing. You know, yes, they did to divide us and things like that. But I will say there is one thing and one one thing that, uh, you know, the ashy Negroes and folks are right. This wouldn't have happened under Trump, and and it wouldn't have happened under Trump because uh, uh, Putin wouldn't have expected Trump to trade a goddamn thing for a black woman, much less a queer black woman. So they are right in that respect. So I will say that, right? It's like. To be fair, this wouldn't have happened under Trump because they know, well, that life doesn't matter to Trump. So what's the purpose of actually trying to arrest her? So I just had to throw that out there. That, and if that someone gets in your face and says she shouldn't have broken the law in the first place, you look them dead in the eye and say, why do you trust the Russians, Russia said, what Russia said happened? Right. It's like, who? It's the weirdest thing. It's, Chris, the weirdest fucking thing this week. He's been like, people look at me in the face and be like, well, why'd she, why'd she bring the weed in the first place? Like, why do you know there was weed? Because Russia said there was weed? Hmm? Say that shit out loud in the mirror. This is one of those things, especially coming from folks that don't want to believe authorities, but you believe Russian authorities. Just, <laughs> Dog. So, like, what? Huh? What? The fuck? Like, what are you? But, again, it's, just, it's, it's all bullshit, right? It's all the, it's all, it, it's, none of it is good faith arguments. None of none it. Of it. Every, first of all, so we gave up, uh, 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 you know, we gave them the, the merchant of death. It's like, yeah, so at the next arms deal, he's going to be looking at the CIA operative and get some going. They're going to be doing the Spider-Man versus Spider-Man thing, pointing at each other, going like, oh, hey, hey, Victor, how you doing? How you been? Right? It's like, come on, guys. It's an arms dealer. We trade these people all the time. Stop, stop that bullshit, right? Like, it's, I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't, 
I don't care, you're right? I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit about. But Chris, this is what, what happens when sports and like actual governance intersect. Yeah. Idiots. Well, yeah, because like, like there's only one Brittany Griner, right? There's only one of her, mm-hmm. right? There are a ton of victors, <laughs> right? <laughs> there's not a, there's not a shortage of of arms dealers in the world on both sides. So it's not like, oh, well, he got Victor back. Now everything's going to change. No, it's like, uh, poor, add him to the pile of other, huh? And you know what? They're going to he kill Victor. In the because you, you know what? We might actually call him up at some point because there might be a time in the, in the future where the CIA needs to get some arms, you know, on the black market. So we'll call Victor up, right? So there's that, right? But there's not another Brittany Griner, right? So it's no. like, to me, not even close. Not to mention, and I ain't trying to go down this path, but like when you start digging into Whalen and what he had going on. I would see no, no, Chris. We're gonna say, look it up. We're gonna tell the listeners to look it up before you start caping for this man who I did not describe in any way today. For the I, record, I just, I just, I just want to say before we start saying. I know. I'm letting we, you say no, less, my well, friend. Actually, you know what? No, 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 All no. All we're you going to say is look it up. No, no. You know what? Because it's a sports story. Because Makai Parson decided to open his fucking mouth without actually looking up and doing the fucking research. So my, I also want to say this to all the, the black male sports, uh, uh, sportsmen out there. Um, sometimes it's better to shut the fuck up because you guys have nah. been taking so many fucking losses this year. On this one, we will disagree, my friend. Because Micah Parsons shot enough with the mouth, got us the insult, pass Rush Limbaugh, which is the funniest uh, goddamn thing mm, I've ever heard. Okay, okay, you're right. So, mm. Point taken, point taken. Touché. But I'm just like, here, touche. Okay. Um, but it's just like, if if there's a loser in sports this year, it's black men in sports because like they stay saying the dumbest shit. And then like I think his first tweet was like, oh well, why we we left a marine behind me, we bring her back and uh, th- and then there's another tweet about like uh the still isn't gonna bring uh the still still ain't gonna vote for Biden like. You know, you know what? You know what? Shut the fuck up. Like, you're the kind of person that sits there and say you're trying, you're about criticism. The Democrats don't do shit, and blah 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 blah. But then you have nothing good to say. There is no reason for what just happened to not celebrate unless you are a piece of shit. That is it. End of story. There's no, there's no. But what about? Or what about this? Or well, well, I'm still not gonna vote for Biden because he did. Who gives a fucking shit? Why would you need to qualify that, right? Why would you need to say that, right? Unless you didn't give a shit about Britney to begin with, right? So maybe, maybe just shut the fuck up, right? It's like, that's the thing that is driving me crazy with all these things, right? It's, they could easily, and I hate to go full circle here, shut up and dribble, shut up and pat, right? You can literally at any point just shut the fuck up and not say anything, and you would have been fine. Nobody needed to know. You could, nothing's, nothing's you gonna happen. Say, like, yeah, guys, you're fine. Nothing's gonna happen to Micah Parsons. Nothing. So like, well, there's right. no like. I see what you're right. saying, but like, this doesn't actually matter. No, it doesn't. You're right. It doesn't. No one cares what Micah Parsons thinks. No, it's just one of those things of just looking at them going like, once again, like, you're a shitty person, right? I think that's the. I think that's the thing that gets me. I'm. I'm at the end of this year, and I'm just. I'm just tired of the shitty person. I'm tired of the shitty person that can be shitty and nothing happens to, right? He's going to play this weekend unless they have a bye. 
everything's gonna be fine. I think they're already talking about, oh, Michael Parsons, he's he's you know, he's mic'd up. Oh, right, great, great, great. Is anybody gonna ask him about you know his comments? No, of course not. So it just it doesn't fucking matter. I'm just I think that's where I'm at with this. It's just like you're a shitty person at the expense of black black women. And okay, right? It's just I'm just tired. I'm t- I'm so tired of it. It's just I'm not and, and also I'm tired of it, but also not surprised. Right? You know, also not tired surprised. of it. You know, it's tired of everything. College football players who are transferring, and this is honestly Loki, my <laughs> favorite part of this whole like the open market, the transfer portal, yada yada yada. Kids getting what they deserve, yada yada yada. A young man by the name of Dylan Johnson decided to transfer from Michigan, Mississippi State. Um. He's entering the transfer portal. And I'm just going to read part of his statement. To Mississippi State University, my teammates, trainers, and amazing fans, it has been an honor to participate in this program with you all. Together, you all have helped me build my character and skill tremendously. With that being said, since I am not very tough and Leach is glad I am leaving, I will enter my name in the transfer portal. This is the second leading rusher on, on Mississippi State last year. And uh, everyone's like, oh, wow, he's taking shots at his coach. Well, the audio has been released of Mike Leach saying that to players and he's glad he's leaving and he wasn't that tough. Mm. <laughs> Lane Kiffin decided to, uh, to, 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 they, they asked a uh, Kadarian Smith who now plays for Kentucky. He transferred from Ole Miss. He had played in two SEC programs. And I guess um, the big blue nation, the uh, in-house television network for SC for Kentucky football asked him what the difference was between the two schools. Lane Kiffin took the clip and decided to retweet it, saying uh, things to the effect of, it's too much of a grind over here. And of course, because Lane doesn't understand the power dynamics of Twitter, the player was able to respond, hey, I didn't say nothing to you when I left, and you didn't say nothing to me. Don't try to use me for your social media clout. I said what I said and leave it at that. Nothing good or bad about it. Just two different ways of doing things. Chris, as a man who used to be under the yoke of these people and will be unable to speak out, watching those two young men flame. These old white men made me so happy. So happy. Yeah, these old white men don't understand what they're getting themselves into. Um, you, you, you're going to lose that battle. You don't want to get the social media war with them. Oh, why would you say that about Mike Leach? He didn't say that about you. Roll the tape. Like, come you on. Don't, man. Mm. You don't, you don't, you don't want to get in. This isn't. And I think that's the thing to me that uh, it, it's one of those things of it's why you always see the, and it's also, you know, let's be honest, it's also the big reason why you you see the big push about not getting a lot, not not paying these players, is right. the power dynamics thing. Soon you start 100%. paying, them, soon you start letting them speak out and 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 control their own destiny. Now all of a sudden, them coaches you paying millions and millions and millions of dollars to, they gotta they gotta they gotta answer for that shit. They gotta. They got to be held accountable too, right? And I think that's the thing that I'm most most impressed by, and and, and I'm looking forward to is players need to be accountable, right? I mean, we can go through the laundry list of, of college football players that have you know, need to be held accountable and things like that, right? But so their coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Their coaches need to be held accountable, and also we need to get out of this idea that somehow being it's just like parenting, right? Where folks grew up thinking that. Being a good parent meant being strict, mean meant spanking your kids, yelling at them, and things like that, and being tough, tough love, right? We start realizing, we come to the realization that that's not good parenting; it's actually bad parenting, abusive parenting, and actually turns people bad. 
like you're going to find that a lot of times in coaching too, right? I'm not saying you're going to yeah. be soft, but like, hey, sometimes you're not a good coach. You just wanted to be a dictator. Right. And we see that and more so, and more. We see the different the different styles of coaching, the different accepted mm-hmm. metrics of coaching. They've all changed since we were growing yeah. up. And we're right. seeing it pay out. And we're seeing it play out different ways. You don't see uh, 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 Steve Kerr out there motherfucking his guys. No, they're working together to achieve a goal. I think that that's kind of the, uh, the you see the, the recriminations of old coaches like, you can't coach them like you used to. You know who doesn't say that shit? Nick Saban. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> like he knows what the fuck he's doing. He's adapted how he coaches to his players. I'll, I'll, I'll say this: as much as as much as I always shit on Alabama, and you know we had a good talk on the last time. Um, yeah. I will say I I will say this, man. Hey, that's that's a coach, right? I've seen Nick Saban speak out right for his players, right? And mm-hmm. that's what that's what good coaching is. You want a good coach is just like a good manager, good parent. You're an advocate. You're an advocate for your kids. You're an advocate for your players. You're an advocate for your your employees. You advocate for them. You help them grow, right? You've started to find that out. And and football, because it's, it looked at this tough sport, is one of those things that, you know, you know, it's taken a while to to, to understand and, and and get to. But we're starting to get to that point. It's going to get to the point where <clears throat> the only sports where this that's just allowed is going to be the UFC. Right, because it's not a team sport. Right, it's going to be the only thing, the only one that's. But even then, you're starting to see those 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 fighters understand. It's like well, we ain't getting paid like that. I'm like, yeah, you're not, because y'all think this tough man attitude. <laughs> yeah, they, you realize that quickly. That shit don't matter. You quickly realize that. Yeah, you had that tough man attitude until you got you got CTE and Dana White is basically saying, "Good luck to you. I can't use you anymore." Right. You quickly start realizing it's like, hey, wait a minute. Tough man attitude don't don't help me when I'm 50 years old, right? So, just saying, I think you're starting to see that. I think you're starting to see the power dynamics shift to the players, right? Um, it's why you know you you can say it how you want, and the you know fans can see it, feel how they wanted about you know LeBron and the decision and things like that. But I'm like, that was kind of a shift, cause like people sit there, wait, wait, I can I can do this. I can I can control my own de- destiny, and and God forbid these these players start understanding that they just want to play for the love of the game and they don't give a shit about a championship. Oh, now you're really gonna be in trouble, <laughs> right? Right. I just want to play. I just want to play at a high level and enjoy myself. If I win, I win. I ain't worried about if I never win a championship. Okay. So you start getting players being like that. Mm. Yeah. 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 No, I just I just love the game, right? Mm, yeah, not going to be good because then people are going to start realizing it's like we can't control them anymore. We can't hold that over their heads. Right. We just, you know, you start seeing some of the answers. I, I saw um, Mahomes was talking about, you know, they're really big on rivalries. Right. And Mahomes asked about the Bengals. And it was like, <laughs> is it a rivalry? We haven't beat them. <laughs> right? Yo. So <laughs> come on. But that's good. But that's good. Tell him like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, because now you want to go yeah. see if we can. Like it's it's right. per- I love it because it's it's it feels like um so I'm a big I watch the challenge I love the challenge the challenge is my fifth major American sport and there are certain people who've been on there long enough they act like producers on the field They're like no come watch this no no they'll say things they set things up and the, and that's how I feel like Patrick Mahomes is now he's like no I got your narrative not the one you're selling I got the better one I got I know we can take this story damn it I love it oh, I, I love it. Was a- 
Oh, I'm just just wrote one thing because not only is that going to uh, change the power dynamics with the uh, coaches, but it's going to change the power dynamics with the media. The media, that's, and that's always been a fun one with the media's over like these players have their own outlets now. They're making their own documentaries. How will we oh, ever mm-hmm. tell the accurate story? Like you assume we thought your stories were accurate. Like it's a lot of a lot of presumption there, uh, old media. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into the Heisman, which mm, still a bad taste in my mouth. Aaron Judge took a bunch of money to play for the Yankees. Allegedly, there was more money on the table from other places, but he did after his quote-unquote Yankee record of home runs because they didn't want to acknowledge that Barry Bonds would be hitting them. He agreed to a nine-year, $360 million deal to stay a Yankee. Apparently, there was more money from the Giants. Um, Chris, this echoes something I've always said about Tom Brady and him taking less money to stay with whatever team he's on. These are bad union men the point is to push the cap up my friends for your union brethren to help the fellow man not to take yours and say thanks for that i'll take what i got in the back end no 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 you must a particular honestly like i laugh and i joke i'm a little surprised it's happening in the mlb but that's one union where it's like hey man you're gonna take this money but i don't want to go to milwaukee fuck you this Bundle up, <laughs> You'll be able to afford a bunch of coats because your ass is gonna be a brewer. No, you'll be able to. You'll be able to afford a house in New York too. So you can do both. Ah. You can do both, right? You can. You can and I both. get it. I get it. It's the Yankees. They've been rules to the Yankees. It's it's one of those things where the Yankees, when the Yankees are good, the sports doing better. I get that shit. I'm not being obtuse. I just think it's funny. That they openly told, like, there was a, a tweet out the night before he actually signed that someone said he's going with the Giants. Presumably because the Giants are the highest offer, and that's how these things usually fucking work. <laughs> for me, I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh. For, for me, and again, from everything I can see, again, I also don't, I can't stand baseball. It's just. No, no. For me, it's just an economics funny story. It's right. It's so boring. It, I'm sorry. Like, I think I tweeted this. I. They either tweeted this out or I put it on Facebook. I went to a um, my company had a, a day where we went to the uh, Nationals game, and I sat there and told people it was like for seven ending innings, I watched as a flock of pigeons sat in the outfield and didn't move, and eventually they did. Any sport where pigeons can just plop down in the middle the of local your- flora and fauna are unmoved, <laughs> and they're just like we'll be all right. That is not a sport. <laughs> that is leisure time. I'm sorry, I just had to throw it out there. But um, and for, but from everything I've, I've seen, you know, Aaron Judge is also seems like he's a really guys guys guy. I'm just yeah, and I blame them. I blame the media for this. I have become anti Aaron Judge because of the way they try to act like Barry Bonds didn't exist. And I'm just like motherfucker, if y'all don't stop this bullshit. The best like, part is when they ask him about it, and he's like, nah, Barry Bonds the king, dog. Like, this kid's yeah. a Barry Bonds fan who grew up in San Francisco. What the fuck y'all talking right. about? Right. I'm, like, I'm just like, and again, so it's like, I I, I cheer for him. I, I think he's good. He's a great, great kid and things like that. But it's like, I also know that because of the media, I have this bias now because I'm just like, God damn it, if y'all don't stop acting like. Can, yes, can I tell yes, you what yes, else you have a bias? Yes. Can I tell you what else you have a bias? All right. If y'all break into one more college football game with some fucking baseball. Motherfucker, if I wanted to watch baseball in the fall, I'd be watching baseball. Right. It's football season. Don't you ever. Dog, they broke into Clemson and somebody. I even like Clemson. I was like, put the game back on. What the fuck is this? I was furious. <laughs> listen here. Listen here. <laughs> I, will, I, I will. I will become a domestic terrorist if you no. interrupt a 
basketball or football game to show me some goddamn if baseball. If you bring I up don't give a, a primetime football game, it better be OJ and a fucking Bronco. And you better I, I go split screen. I, I don't give a shit if it's the World Series. And, oh, and, and, especially and, 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 and it is. I don't, I don't give a shit if it's the World Series and it's tied up at the, the at the top of the knife. I, I don't give a sh- no. You better put the scroller on the bottom. You maybe you get a pitcher in pitcher. You're not in. <laughs> my goddamn. And it better be the small one. Right. It better be the small one. If I wanted to see baseball, I would have taken some. I would seek out baseball. Right. It's everywhere. Y'all got a billion fucking games. If I wanted to watch baseball. You know what I'm doing? Watching fucking baseball. Oh my god, that's the other thing that's really gets you crazy. It's like, god, how many games are there in baseball? Like baseball is one of those games. that's like, it what, starts in spring. It starts in spring, and it'd be like early fall, and they're still playing. I'm like, why are y'all still here? Why are you guys still here? It doesn't make any Baseball sense. ends the second football starts for me. I'm like, oh, f- oh. football season. We're out of here, guys. Okay. See you. I don't want to see another motherfucking swing of a bat. Like, I, I am just I, – I don't understand. Like, I go to a baseball game, and I realize that baseball, baseball games are the games you go to when you want to do business. You get the business suite. You're there with your – because you can talk. You can network. You can do all this stuff because you know nothing's going to fucking happen most of the time. So you got plenty of time to talk. You can't do those other fucking sports. So I get it, nope. you know, like even with golf, it's boring, but like you can't talk during golf, right? So it's like, <laughs> you're not allowed it's like to. <laughs> I mean, you're not allowed to talk. So it's like the only time you can do business is baseball. So I get it, but like, don't put it on my goddamn TV. What the fuck's wrong with you guys? Come on. All right. I use baseball to hide from it, but damn it, it happened. <laughs> the Heisman Trophy award ceremony was yesterday. Recording this on Sunday. There were four players brought up there. Because there is a God above, Stetson Bennett finished fourth. <laughs> Look, man. Shout out to Caleb Williams, the great quarterback, USC. He and um, he and Lincoln Riley went from Oklahoma, said, what if we take our show to the West and took over the Pac-12? It was a lot of fun watching the asses bit twice by Utah, but also like, tear up scoreboards and just light things on fire. It was a lot of fun. Max Dugan, fucking gamer. Uh, we talked about him last week. Just got taken over games, just the heart of a champion. C.J. Stroud, the most electric offense in football. My God, that Ohio State thing, like, I do think Georgia's going to be the dog shit out of him, but I do also think that's a very good offense. And then Stetson, who until the national to the SEC title game, had 16 touchdowns on the season. Who threw four more in the title game, to increase his total to 20. This nigga's got more birthday candles on his cake than he had touchdowns this season. And you invite him to the Heisman? Tr- Chris. I, I don't. You know how much I recall the hater this week? There's not a, there's not a, there, there was, you tell me out of all of college football, there wasn't one more person that could make a There are two at the top of my head in the SEC. Oh my God! And I, no, I, I'm a Georgia fan, unabashedly. I, I carry that. It used to be a rock. Now it's, it feels pretty fucking good. Not gonna lie. Um, I carry that shit with me. I understand. I said this on Twitter. Stetson's like Tupac. Not like that. <laughs> but 
I can't argue with a Tupac fan about Tupac because it's not about the man. It's about how that man makes them feel. Instead, gave Georgia fans something. I want to say they. <laughs> something that hadn't been felt in a bit. And that was not just like we got a good quarter. Right we got a fucking championship winning team. Georgia has not had an SEC, uh, excuse me, a Heisman finalist since that dude who just lost the uh, sentence here in Georgia, um, which is crazy. Which is not that true. I think I think um, ooh, Champ probably got invited. So we're talking less, not forty years, probably thirty years. At the same time, like this is ridiculous. Georgia has been cranking out, and it's so funny when you see the the, the uh, Monday Night Football games. You're like Georgia, Georgia. Like, what the hell? Especially when, when they do running backs, like another guy from Georgia. It's Wow, how much talent has come through there and how few national recognition has gotten. But for y'all to put the hope on stat, like, <sighs> come on, man. I, I mean, this is last week. Like, Stetson Bennett is, he, it's that, like you said, he's the quintessential college football player, right? There's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's the scrappy dude. He's got the story. You know, we'll walk on like it's all that stuff. But you also heart of a championship, like, right? The heart of the championship. I, I said it last week. Is Tyler Heineke point two point oh right? Tyler Heineke out here winning, but also like you watch Tyler Heineke play and you're like, they're winning, but you guys do realize he's not a good quarterback, right? Like, it ain't because like, of him. Huh? Yeah, and it's just like, like it's, it's the thing I tell everybody. I said it from the day I'll say it the day I die. Wins are not a quarterback stat. Right. It's you just, can't call this the ultimate team game and then say, Seth Bennett's a winner. Like, God damn it. Right. And, and, and to be fair, it's like the scrappy quarterback. It's not some. It's not a franchise quarterback, but it's also one of those – it's our hardest quarterback to prepare for, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't – because, like, you're going like – don't th- you're, you're like Kirby Smart. You're like, don't throw it in trouble coverage. Don't throw it in trouble coverage. Don't throw it – don't – God damn it. Oh, he caught it. Oh, fuck. Okay. Damn it. Oh. Twice a game, right. he looks over. Then, he looks over Kirby. And then, and, then you, and then you're looking over here, and now it's your Heisman Trophy runner-up. And he's looking, going like, going like, I mean, and his shrugs going like, I made it, didn't I? And you're just like, but it breaks every goddamn fundamental rule, you know, you know, and it's not, it's not on some like Mahomes shit where you're like. Breaking every fundamental rule, but it's like he's making new rules, right? That are right. that are standard for him. It's like breaking every rule because, like last week, you did the same thing and you threw a pick. So I'm telling you, don't do that shit anymore. But this time it worked. So now I'm like, fuck. Okay, just when the quarterback fuck. turns and apologizes after doing something every time, like twice a game. Like not 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 the I thought I could. Not the I'm gonna explain just to find out. I'm sorry. Or not even, I'm sorry. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Like the kid who knows he fucked up? That's the dude you... And it's like, and, and again, it's like, I understand, like, because who was it? Was it, LSU? it was LSU in the championship game, right, that he yes. did four touchdowns on. Like, how do you, what do you do? How do you, if you're going to have a Georgia Heisman finalist... Jalen Carter held that quarterback like he was a fucking trophy. You could have just brought bring on Jalen Carter, let him hang out. 
Let him have the weekend in New York. But no. <sighs> Quarterback driven. And that's what scared me because it's a story. Because it's journalists who vote. And these motherfuckers yeah. love a story. And no, I was he's like, got a story. He's got, no, oh, oh, he's got a story that. He's got a story. Y'all don't know this. Y'all may not know this. Chris got a new car this week. We're very excited for Chris. He's not going to stunt on my podcast. I refuse to let him. However, the next car I buy will be at Stetson Bennett Kia of Blackshear. I cannot wait in six months to buy a car. I'm going to buy, I'll pay for the Heisen package, whatever that entails. Because Stetson's going to be a legend in Blackshear for the rest of his fucking life. <laughs> don't laugh at that. It's true. It's true. Stetson, Blackshear, I, Kia, and Toyota. No. The only thing, because I'm an agent of chaos, the only thing I'm waiting for is just maybe there's just some dumb team out there that goes, well, we gotta have, we have the last, pick. who's at the last pick of the draft this, this upcoming year, next year, we don't know yet, but like whoever got the last pick of the draft looks at Stetson Bennett and go like, but he was a high school. Oh, player. he'll be an undrafted. He'll 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 get a shot. He'll get an undrafted free agency spot. He will not get. I will stake. Let me do some math on that really quick. <laughs> I would put a large amount of money as not get drafted. Okay, but well, here's the thing. At the beginning of the year, would you have said that he would have been in the top, one of the four finalists for the Heisman Trophy? I would have thought something had gone very well for Georgia that season. And I was right! Okay, for, okay. for him to make the fucking... For him to make a podium, it took Georgia not losing a fucking... Losing one game in two years. Yeah, yeah. okay. All right. Okay. All right, like, all right. That is something except you have, and I get it. Sometimes you just have to reward. The, I get it. The invitation bugs me less now that you didn't win. Right. 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 At the time, I was really concerned. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say it. I was legitimately concerned. But Daniel, there, there's no real criteria for the highest nigga. I got eyes. Don't do that shit to me. I know what I saw. Don't <laughs> tell me not to believe my lying eyes. Three, you look at the other three quarterbacks, and then you got that's a bit. Come on, guys. Dog. That's good for like he'll throw some touchdowns for you. He'll make one of your athletic dudes look really unathletic in an unexpected period of the game. He's good for one of those. A Heisman? That's gonna be my favorite trivia question in five years. He's also cocky as shit now. Has he ever hit the Heisman pose? Has he ever hit the Heisman pose? No, he 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 knows better. He knows better. Okay, yeah. Like I would lose my shit. If If he does it in the playoffs, I'm okay with it. If he doesn't, if they play, yo, if he plays, yo, if we win the high, if we win a title and he does it, I'm good. He does it on like a run in, I'm good with it. Look, hit it, whatever. It can't, it can't hurt me now. He's 25. He can't come back, can he? (laughs) The fuck, I'm, I'm free. I've done my watch. I'm out. You made it. You, you made it, my dude. You made it. Dog, I got two more games won. And guess what? It's gonna be two because they're going to fuck. Up Ohio State. Ohio State didn't like getting hit by Michigan. I know. Mm. What happens when Michigan XL rolls into town? Oh my god. <laughs> Michigan Diesel. <laughs> Premium good, Michigan. Good, good, good luck. Good luck, guys. Good luck. <laughs> good luck. Oh, oh, speaking of shit that I hate, Deion Sanders. <sighs> Last week we talked about it a lot. We talked about the decision he made. Not man's not a sellout. Man's doing what college coaches do, which is the way he did it, guys. He is the man who invited the phrase "God sitting here to do this," not just for Jackson State, but for HBCUs. Apparently, God changed his mind. Well, part of the people pushing back on me said that, well, Dion's going to use this opportunity to elevate his Jackson State assistants. Well, we've got some staffing updates here at Colorado. The offensive coordinator will be Kent State's Sean Lewis. 
bearded white man. His defensive coordinator will be Charles Kelly from Alabama. Those don't sound like white guys who were coaching Jackson State, Chris. Did I misread that? No. And, and like, I, I, I've been watching people, like, really just remove all context from this and turn this into, oh, you guys are trying to tell a black man can't take a better job. First of all, we said this last week. I don't think anybody with eyes thinks the Colorado job is a better job. It's more money. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shit ton of more money. So, listen, I mean, like, look, Chris look, look. Is a, Chris, it's a better job. Is it a better job? It's for what, for what, for the idea of making money and making a name in college football. Yes. Okay, no, no, it's and that's what I mean. I, well, well, this, well, this is what I mean. It's like, to me, there's a difference between, because I can go to another company and make more money and it'd be a shit job. Right. And that's right. what I'm saying. Like, I don't, that's what I'm thinking. Because to me, I'm like, well, <clears throat> we were saying this. Nigga, you could have waited a little bit. Could you wait a little bit to see if there's other jobs out there? Like, it just feels like he took the first job, the first people that threw money at him who they didn't even have the money at the time. Um, for that, it's dog? like, nigga, like, like, wait, like, let's see what's out there first before we just take the first Look, job. Can, can we just say this? If another HBCU had been like, we're going to pay you five, and they say, how? He said, we're going to get it. And they wouldn't tell. Colorado doesn't have the fucking money. Right. And, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, all right, yeah, all right, cool, let's, let's, let's see, let, let, let's see, but I'm just like, I don't even, I'm not even really convinced that it's a, uh, that it's the best job he could put it as a, I don't think it's the best job he could have gotten, right? So maybe it is, maybe it's not, but whatever. The second thing, and I think this is a more important one, is anybody with fucking eyes, like, come on, guys, like, it's not about him, take, it's how he fucking did it. It's the lies he told them, anybody with any kind of understanding of Deion Sanders, Newer bullshit to begin with, but him continually trying to gaslight you, saying, "No, nah, that's not why I'm here. No, nah, that's not what I'm doing." You say you made this point, like he did the JSU job so that he could try to springboard into a, a head, another head coaching uh, position without having to be anybody else's assistant coach or anything Correct. like that. Right? Cool, fine. That's what you want to do. Hey, that's fine. But like, don't run the whole. And and here's the thing. You didn't have this. I'm, I, nobody was gonna say, "Well, he had to say it up front." No, fuck it. That's that's dumb too. He did not have but to tell those lies. But you know, but he had, right. But he had to go out and tell the lies. He had to put on the show he put on to try to make it seem like he was God's given savior to HBCU football, right? Because he, he wasn't, and that's what you weren't there for, right? It's like that's the issue there, right? And it's the only issue. Nobody's gonna sit there and go. Don't take don't take that much money. We know he was putting some of his own money as, uh, towards a DSU and stuff like that. It's not as much money as the Colorado no, job. No, no. Ooh, hold on, time that. out. Yeah. Fuck that noise too, because guess what he was making when he was quote unquote giving away that JSU money? A shit ton of money from uh, was it? Is it Aflac? Ain't no oh, yeah, coach yeah, got yeah. the Aflac deals. Well, was, well, don't wait, tell wait, me he was. Wait, if he's wait, crying wait, property wait, behind this move, that's the one well, I get. Well, well first, first of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, it's prime time. So don't sit there and try to tell me and talk to me like like Dion fucking Sanders is some nobody who wasn't making any fucking money and was making minimum wage coming. Don't fucking talk to me like that. All right, let's let's this is not this is stop projecting your issue with how much you're making hmm. with Dion fucking Sanders. All right, so let's stop that. Right, he don't need like well he's making five million. Out, you think Deion Sanders needs five million dollars? I think he might. Come on, man. I think he well, might. You know, maybe, 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 maybe he's doing some shit we don't know about, right? But like, he's making money, right? So it's like, come on, guys. Like, 
don't do that bullshit, right? So it's just to me, it's it's that it's the gaslighting and it's the people trying to act like they don't know what people's real issues are, right? Nobody's like, oh, nah, man, we you know we don't like it because he left an HBCU for nobody, no, nobody, nobody gives a shit about that. It's the way he did it, it's the things that he promised and the thing he he set himself up to be. That's the fucking issue, period. Like, come on, stop. There's a right way to do things and a wrong way to do things. And invariably, as I've said for the last three years, this nigga always chooses the wrong way to do them. Mm-hmm. And here we are. And now we're having this weird conversation when people are like, you mad at him for getting paid. No, I'm not. I'm not even, I don't, I'm the product of HBCUs, man. Without them, I'm not here. My parents both went to, both went to them. And guess what? Like my HBCUs, the point isn't to make, the point isn't to be the power of five schools. The point isn't to have the top recruit and to make a bunch of money. The point is to educate these men. That's the point of these schools. And when you say, oh, we're going to take back the power for what? So that we can exploit them now? Is that the goal? Because the person exploiting you, I don't, I'm not really here to differentiate what they look like. They're still exploiting me. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't have to say that God chose him to do this for HBCUs. He could have said, this is a great opportunity for myself and for Jackson State to push things forward for our for the greater good of this conference. That's He could have said that, but no. Well, he yeah, said that, God that, told that, him. That, uh, I mean, that means putting putting somebody for, for Dion. So there's that. So Look, man, I don't even do the God stuff like that. You know me. But yeah. when you say that, like mm-hmm. that's one of those things that's a, like to say that to that group of people is a decision. Mm-hmm. And in my in, in my not so humble opinion, it was the fucking wrong one. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that's all I'm saying about it. I just think that the way he handled himself and the way he handled the situation was less than admirable. And I have no problem. Look, if he can figure out a way to make some money and and get black kids to go to Boulder, Colorado, cool. Black people haven't had the nicest time in Boulder. You guys can Google that shit too. They actually removed a lot of the academic standards to get recruits that he's going to want to come in. So he's already moving some things around. So we'll see how invested they are because guess what? You're not Jackson State. And we saw the way your son looked at the press conference. Would you rather be a king at Jackson, Mississippi or a nobody in Boulder? Mm. Yeah. Because I know what his son chose because his son was not smiling at the press conference. The quarterback he brought. I saw it. Yep. So, yeah. You saw yeah. the, 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 the talk he gave to the team. Pack your mm-hmm. bags. I'm bringing my luggage and it's Gucci. Mm-hmm. And, Just, and I'll say this. There have been more egregious things that coaches have said in first meetings. Coach Orgeron uh, at his first meeting at LSU told all the players, if you're loyal to the old coach, come down here and fight me right now. So I'm not pretending that I'm completely incredulous at what Dion said because that's – Orgeron at least was funnier about it. Um, I will say this: is not, they will use that to recruit against you. Mm-hmm. This is a game that you're about to play that's very different from being the big fish at Jackson State. You're Colorado, my dude. You can be Coach Prime, and they can love you there. They'll love you till you don't win. He knows it, so we'll see what happens. None of the things we're saying are, are, are unbeknownst to him. And because we talked about Stetson earlier, I want to talk about another headache in my life. A player who's never beaten Georgia, Baker Mayfield. This motherfucker gets cut by the Panthers on Monday. And I'm like, good. It's over. We're free. We all get it. It was cute when it happened, but it's over. 
than the defending Super Bowl champions ran out of quarterbacks. They looked around and said, what about that Baker guy? And friends, when I tell you the most unlikeliest of unlikely things occurred, and this motherfucker came in on two days of education, and won a game that I turned off at the half, because he had 60 yards passing. His numbers at the end of this game, 22-35, 236.6-yard attempt, one touchdown, no picks, 91 passer rating. I'm not going to sit here and talk about Baker first because if you are that ugly-ass man who owns the Raiders, you've got to fire everybody. Why is anyone still employed? It's Sunday recording this, and apparently the coach has a job still. Chris, damn it. Are we ever going to be free of Stetson Bennett 1.0, a.k.a. Baker Mayfield? See, that's the, that's the, see, that's the problem with those the scrappy quarterback, right? Because every time it, they do their best work, when you when you when we they count them out, when you count them out, right? When you need them to step up, they're not there. But when you come in and they're because here's the thing, they do their best time there because one, the defenses don't anticipate them, and two, there's no pressure on them because they don't do well on that kind of pressure. Here's the thing. Right, people are gonna say, "Well, no, he stepped up. There was good pressure." It's like, but was it? If he had lost the game, everybody would have been like, "Ah, well, it's Baker Mayfield. He came in. He, you know, he we picked How up on two. No, the game no one expects him to win this game. It's right. one practice. He's been with the team for twenty-four right. hours. Right. So nobody shit. expects him. Nobody, nobody expected him to do it. So it's like there's actually no pressure on there. So no, you're never gonna. And, and here's and here's my true belief is that's why you always need one of these quarterbacks as your backup. You need them. Those are the ones you need. So when your main franchise quarterback goes down and you need somebody that can at least give you a fighting chance, you need the scrappy quarterback. You can't build a franchise off of them, right? Because, and again, they'll do enough to trick you. Like, again, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the commanders to make the decision to be like, no, Heineke's our guy. It is. He's and then they're going to sign Stetson Bennett. He's gonna sign him, and they're gonna have to bend it. And he's gonna when he's when he's when he's there, it's not gonna work out. Why? Because it's like it's just it's just that thing. It's like they just they do not work out in the long run because again, they're gunslingers. They they they're the ones that are the hardest to plan for for defense because they do things that you shouldn't do. It's the same thing we were just talking about with Tyson Bennett. It's like don't do that shit. Don't do that shit. Oh fuck, you did it anyway. Fuck. Okay. Right. There's a bunch of that in that uh in, in, in uh that game with, with Baker Mayfield. Like he did a bunch of Baker Mayfieldism. He did, and they somehow they worked. Right. And so, like you you can't build a franchise off of that because it will drive your players crazy. It you, you it just it just can't work long term. But you you need that you need that guy there. Right. I would even say, hey, have him as a backup. Don't wait for your main quarterback to go down. Sometimes you need a spark. Throw him in the game. Throw that shit off. Sometimes you might need it, right? It's like that's what they're there for. But it's just, like I said, it's it's just funny to me, man. It's just I saw that and I was like, uh, I immediately was like, he's gonna win the game. It's just like when I saw the, the, the Eagles, <laughs> when the Eagles 
when I saw that the Eagles were playing uh, the the uh, the Commanders and Heineke was a quarterback, I was like, that's gonna be the one loss the Eagles get. I knew it was gonna happen. I was just like, that is that is those are the those are the games you don't want to play. I we used to have um, when I was playing when I used to play basketball in in high school. Those are the teams I used to hate. Not the ones that you like. You should win. You should be blowing them out. Yeah, but I'm like, there's also that team that they're gonna elbow you and and that can it's not gonna get called. Their floor is terrible. Like their floor was like a rubber mat like floor, and not like an actual basketball. I was like, I don't like playing against them. Right? We should blow them out. They're a terrible team, but they're fucking scrappy. I fucking hate playing the scrappy person because they break every damn rule. And you're just like, how the fuck am I supposed to do this? What the fuck, what, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Right? Just, nope. And, it, and you know, it's also like, they break every rule, and it's not like talent. Right? Like, I, I was watching, oh, God. The most disrespectful, disrespectful thing in, in sports right now is, a, is the Steph Curry shot where he takes the shot and turns around and doesn't even watch it go in, but he knows it goes in. Right? It's, that, it's not even that kind of shit where you're like, okay, he's just that fucking good. Like, it's the... I'm talking about the people that do that kind of shit, and it's like nine out of ten times it's a miss, but the one time it goes in, it's the game winner, right? It's like don't want to, I don't want I don't want that dude. I don't want to guard him. I don't want to play against them. I I want nothing to do with that person because it's like they're too unpredictable. Nope. So yeah, of course Baker Mayfield won that game. <laughs> All right. So you brought up you brought up your hometown team. Uh, the congressional report came out. The U.S. House of Representatives Committee on Oversight and Reform, which should not be involved in this, but had to get involved in this, um, published a report this week that said Daniel Snyder permitted and participated in a, the team's longtime toxic work culture and obstructed a 14-month congressional inquiry by dodging a subpoena, which we all saw because he was saying no from a boat, working to dissuade and intimidate witnesses from cooperating. We've heard lots of reporting on that, and claiming more than 100 times that he could not recall answers to basic questions. 79 page report um which the best part of the biggest part of the report to me isn't the stuff that we know about the the commanders now it's the conclusion that the nfl was also complicit because they did not cooperate with the congressional inquiry and buried a 2020 2021 investigation by beth wilkerson that the revolt servers have never been released because they requested it not to be written down uh, Carol Maloney of Democrat from New York said, we saw efforts that we have never seen, at least I haven't. The NFL knew about it and took no responsibility. Um, I want to find the actual phrasing here because it's, it's man, the NFL is calling it one-sided. It's, it's, it's a whole thing, man. It is, there was no oversight at all. And it is, um, of course, the GOP response has been to say that it was a waste of time and money by the Democrats to investigate this. But we've seen it. Like, we saw the mistreatment of the cheerleaders. We've seen the uh, internal um, documents about the things that are happening behind the scenes. Daniel Snyder has been told to stay away from the team, but he hasn't stayed away from the team. Chris, he admitted to using private investigators, but was unaware who was the investigators were investigating and did not remember having conversations with his counsel about the individuals, individuals targeted. Like he just sat up there and lied, and like nothing's really gonna happen. The the wave of he's got to sell the team has gotten stronger. But when you look at the other side of it, and the people doing the reportings of Washington Post and Bezos wants a team for himself, you're like, wait a second, I feel gross just being on Bezos's side. This is we kind of knew that 
the reason why Snyder has been allowed to just exist is because taking Snyder down could take some other folks down too. Right? Or at the very least, be just what it already is, super embarrassing for the NFL, which is probably the more likely thing. I don't think anybody really, really truly, well, I mean, Gruden went down, but, you know, like, I'm, from an NFL point of view, is more likely just to make them look like hypocrites, look bad, and things like that. Um, and that's what what's going on here. But, like, dude's got to go. Like, I, 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 you know, I was joking about Tyler, Tyler, Tyler Heineke and things like that. But here's the thing. Just the idea of Snyder selling the team, and I know he hasn't stayed away from the team, but I, I, it doesn't, his influence isn't really there. I, maybe the anecdotal team plays teams playing better. Teams playing better. Like, say what you want, but like, like this dude has been a cloud over the DC metro area. What's it been like? Two decades now? Yeah. Two decades plus, right? Nobody from the fans to the players fucks with Dan Snyder. Nobody likes this guy. Nobody does. Everybody Nobody wants him there. Nobody wants him there. Everybody kind of wants him to go away. The fan base has been, and the problem is, it's one of the most lucrative, you know, when it comes to, I think it's uh, 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 um, uh, uh, merchandise and things like that, one of the lucrative things. So it's like, he was never going to go. But it's been the biggest, the biggest problem is, like, it's, it's Snyder. Nobody likes this motherfucker. And I think just, the idea of him, even before it was announced that he was he was selling the team, I think really after when he was announced he was selling the team, looking for buyers, and then with the congressional uh, 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 inquiries and things like that, this idea that there's a, there's light under the end of the tunnel that he might finally, finally, be out of out of out of Washington, you know whether it's criminally or whether it's more likely he sells the team and just goes away with his millions right. and millions, his billions and billions of dollars. That has just been lifted a, a huge weight. I think part of that was also um, the um, the uh, 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 name change. But then, like, you can still see there's influence of him because I don't think we talked about this last week, and I don't know if you talked about this with, with Justin, but, like, the Sean Taylor mannequin. They, right? It's like every now and then. Like, this is a man who has a super yacht, right? How can you not put together some kind of memorial for Taylor, right? And it, then well, they did put they didn't put a, a replica jersey on a hanger. What more do you it, really want? It's it had didn't even have football cleats on. It had World Cup cleats on. It, it was like Adidas socks with a Nike jersey. Like it's just like nothing. But everything no about effort. it screamed everything and, and everything about it screamed Dan Snyder. Like, yeah. I, and again, I can't prove it. I can't prove that it was his hands involved. I can't prove that it was it was his fault. I can't, but everything about it just said, like... It I feels feel like Danny. It, it, right. It, even if it wasn't his hands directly, it feels like that is the culture that led, led, led to it. Like, it indirectly leads back to Dan Snyder, right? And that's the problem that has been there with this, right? Even the name change only really happened because I think he finally was like, well, if I do that, then maybe they'll stop looking into me, right? Like, even that was kind of done to be a fucking distraction. Yeah, I'll take it. Much so. It needs a change. But, like, if he's, I, I hope he goes. Like, I, 
I would I would have liked it if it wasn't because he's selling the team because I just it's gonna kind of reward him for bad behavior. But he I, I just want him to go at this point. And I think most of the folks in the there and I'm not even a, a commanders fan, right? But part of the reason why I'm not a commander fan for two decades is because you got <laughs> this dude, right? It's just like I just think everything about him has like every bad decision that has happened in that ball club, I trace back to Snyder. Right, right or wrong is his fucking fault. You can't you can't tell me otherwise, right? And so Yeah. Oh man. And the NFL is just like I'm not surprised by anything. Because it's just like of course No, no. Dude, of course, and, and, and wait, you're telling me the NFL's a bunch of hypocrites? What? Really? <laughs> no. No. You mean the NFL that does, you know, breast cancer awareness and, and, and against domestic violence, but then covers up for People that commit domestic violence and doesn't really stop hey, the risk. The nasty man looked bad or, last week. I'm only watching Brown stat lines to see how bad he plays. That's all yeah, 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 yeah. anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Deshaun was well. I mean, we wanted, we said we wanted him to be suspended for the whole, but you know, arbitrary. They only gave him 11 games. So what can we do? Oh yeah, it's almost like you know, if only you guys were like you know, control the league or something like that. I, I don't know, man. If only it kind of told that like, we don't want we don't want that in the league. I I don't know, man. You're right. There's nothing you guys could have done. You're right. Absolutely nothing you invite, guys could have done. Right. I want to invite everyone to read some of the uh, reporting on this report because not only is this stuff that we're learning here, something the NFL knew and ignored, like hiring a PI to go follow around executives, like shit like that, like some real cloak and dagger idiot shit you would do. Like, what if I was an idiot with a bunch of money and wanted to harass everyone I knew? This is the these are the answers to the question. Chris, tell everyone where they can find you. Thank you for coming and hanging out. Two weeks in a row, people. UD Pod's yep. back, kind of. Yeah. MTRnetwork.net. We got a lot of stuff. It's award season, so we got a lot of uh, reviews coming out of movies for the reviews. So stay tuned for that. We got a. Uh, you guys are gonna love the review we did for uh, Bones and All because it was. It went from it was gonna be on movies for the reviews to so it was gonna be a spoiler review to then it was like this is too good. I gotta put it back behind, uh, back in front of the paywall. So. You're going to love that one. So, um, yeah. So, stay tuned. We got a lot of movies coming out to talk about. So, yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on again. Thanks for coming on. Um, so, I didn't give you guys the Phase 4 podcast, I promised last week, because Susan got back from L.A. and was tired, and they'll be good and goddamn if I'm more scared of you guys than I am of her. So, we're going to record that this week, get it out this week. If you're in the Atlanta area, Tuesday, 8 p.m., Punchline Comedy Club. I'm doing stand-up comedy. Um, I got uh, our whole class to get doing our graduation show it's gonna be a lot of fun i think there's like 60 or 50 tickets left come hang out it's gonna be a great night of comedy you're not doing anything better also uh that like i said phase four is coming out we're gonna have uh, more ud pod coming through the holidays um because i like talking to my friends and my family about things that i think are funny in sports that was our show there is no outro see you guys later this week